As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht, part of The Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Jay Smith. We are recording today uh, just because we're going to finish this Reddit mailbag today. Jay, what's up? Andrew, what's up, man? Nothing. There's <laughs> nothing but the playoffs going on, man. Nothing, really nothing new in the Thunder world. 12 days uh, until the draft lottery, which is the oh. day that we've been waiting for. Yes. And then I finally, I finally picked up a gallon of milk that has a, a date after... The draft lottery, and I was like, oh gosh, it's real. So let me ask you an important question. So I have some friends that are milk purists, Hmm. and they only, only drink Brahms milk. Oh, okay. Is that your family, or or y'all? No. Highland, will you do a... No, we're we're all over the map, man. We're a mess when it comes to milk. We're an absolute mess. (laughs) Yeah, apparently, I don't know, and they can tell a distinction between the taste of it, and I'm like... Who's like, I, okay, here's the thing. Taste testing. What, they do. When I'm doing, when I'm drinking, when I'm having milk, I don't just drink milk. I don't just drink milk myself. No, you just put it in uh, cereal. Yeah, put it in cereal. And then I'm, I don't know. I don't sit there and like, I'm not like taste testing it like wine or something. Spit it out into a cup. I don't do that. No, it's probably smart. But no, I don't drink milk at all, man. I haven't, literally, the only milk I get anymore is in cereal or ice cream. And that's it. Yeah. 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 That's the way it should be. Adults that drink milk. It's just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of a, a, you know, specific group of people. Yeah. I would, I would argue maybe there is something wrong with that. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) If you got cookies, fine. That's fine. Sure. Must be paired with something. Uh, Okay. We're going to dive into some questions here. So so you had 70 the other day. And so you probably got through what? 10? (laughs) It felt like that. We went 20 <laughs> minutes on one question. So we'll try to fire try to through as many of these as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this question comes from the number seven underscore seven. Say we draft Jalen Green. Yep. Do we have Green or Dort coming off the bench or possibly start both? Did y'all talk? I think you talked about this or I'm losing my mind. Um, We've talked about, I think we have talked about this. Quite a bit. I know McKelly and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. 
That's right. I think that with Jalen Green, uh, I think you could bring Dort off the bench. Um, he's just such a specialist, and I know he's 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 broader than just a defensive stopper. Like he's he's good offensively and doing different things. But I think that for me, what I would say is like I don't know. You just want developmental minutes for for Green, and so I don't know how you kind of work that in the lineup. I don't think they would trade Dort unless you have kind of an opinion on that that's different, but. I think you could maybe run Shea, Jalen Green, Dort as your one through three. You're going to be Definitely. really short, but I mean, Jalen Green's what, 6'5, six, 6'6? Six, six? Yeah, he's 6'6. Six, six. What are y'all doing your uh, uh, dream team analysis of Jalen Green? Uh, in the next week, we'll okay. do. We'll have Green and Kaminga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We did so- Suggs today. Uh, he's always been somebody that I've been pretty fired up about, Jalen Green. So mm-hmm. I think you could do kind of a weird small lineup if you really wanted to go that direction. But you start to squeeze other people out. Where does Baisley fit if Poku's your starting four at that point? Like, do you, you, definitely, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get real wild and go Poku at the five uh, or Baisley mm-hmm. at the five. But but maybe mm-hmm. in spots. Uh, so I think that's where it starts getting a little bit complicated. And there's probably people I'm already missing too. That like, well, he probably should be in the starting lineup too. But I don't know. I don't know what you do with that lineup. I mean, I start Dort. Like, you have to just think about like who are the most important players on the team, right? And Dort is one of those guys, I would say. So I think you'd be fine coming off the bench. I mean, you look at the Celtics, and Marcus Smart comes off the bench for them quite a bit. So I think that he'd be malleable in that way, but I'd just rather start him. I think he makes your team better. So, And you also... All three of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Jalen Green kind of playing the three in some sense. A little short, but... I mean, it's not crazy. Yeah. Or, or you, I mean, they did it with Harden to start with. Hey, you're going to come off the bench. You're going to be our bench scorer. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't so know maybe I would, you do that. I don't know if I would utilize the way we use Harden as a way to say how we should handle the next potential. And then, when <laughs> so it's time for contract negotiations, <laughs> offer him something a little less than the max, see if he'll take it. And then if not, trade him for Jeremy Lamb. Scrap pieces. <laughs> uh, same question. He asked two questions. So here's the second part. Would you prefer an athletic rim running defensive big going forward with this team or a skilled big that can score in a variety of ways and playmaking for others? I personally love uh, Sengen in the draft, but I have ranked and have him ranked eighth on my board, but I'm not sure how amazing he fits specifically on this roster number one well done in creating a big board for yourself yeah no kidding that's intense Uh, he's kind of a throwback big and i said this i think i said this on wednesday if you have a throwback if you say the words throwback big don't draft him in the top 10 (laughs) like i'm just kind of out on that (laughs) yeah i mean you know me i dude i love the big position like i grew up on Shaq. it's the position i played like Mm -hmm. all of that Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't Evan Mobley maybe yeah but I would if if, if the Thunder keep 32 33 um, or however that lands I can't remember where that lands if that if that's where I they think are. they're 35 if you wanted to spend some yeah. if you wanted to spend one of your picks there on a big fine go for it uh, but I'm all in on wings like get all the wings you can and then pick up 35 36 is where they're at okay 35 36 and then pick up a center off of 
you know, wherever, like you can get a center. That's a good center in, they could even potentially land like a free agent that isn't, you know, you're not going to get Joel Embiid when he comes up, but you can get a Noel, like they already got a Noel, like you could get somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're stuck in this position, they really need a center right now. They can make like if fast forward in this same situation, you can make a move and get a guy like Steven Adams. Like you could get a guy like Christian Wood. Like there are, mm-hmm. like there's a way to get centers whenever you have your roster constructed. So I'm swinging every single uh, wing uh, ball that comes through. Like that's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not drafting a big in the top 10 unless I think that they are transcendent. Yeah. Like I just, I wouldn't do it. I just don't think it's worth it. I think it's your, you can find a, a serviceable big. So the type of big that I would want, I think, I, I think this roster is very malleable. And I think it will be very dependent on this next pick, like who they get in this next draft, what kind of player they'd want. But I would still kind of lean towards shooting. So if you can find a player that can shoot it from the big position, isn't a sieve on defense. Uh, I like that. Or I like obviously like a Clint Capella type guy would also be quite helpful. Yeah. And, and Capella was had for very, very little. I mean, the Hawks gave up very little to get him. So it's just, I mean, I'll bet you if the Thunder, if they called the Pelicans, Thunder called the Pelicans, said, hey, we'd like to have Steven Adams back, they'd probably be like, sure. Right. We'll, we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's uh, what it's, like. it's for me. It's, I think you, yeah, absolutely both. I, I love the idea of a, um, a big that shoots. Like, mm-hmm. I actually think Mike Mascala, if he stays, could mm-hmm. be a really good center for a few years with this team. Like yeah, it just the sure. space, man, it just creates so much. He's not a great defender, but he's he's serviceable in spots. Like, and I think that's the other thing is is if you don't make your center like a primary position on the floor, in the sense of what you're paying salary, you can also you could have multiple styles of bigs at the same time, where you have the mm-hmm. rim runner, and then you could bring it. You know, and kind, I mean, it's not quite this, but the Hawks kind of had that with Capella and uh, Okungwu, but. Mm-hmm. You know, well, um, I mean, if if you're talented on the perimeter, like the Nets are, like everybody's like, oh, what are the Nets going to do with these big guys? Like, who cares, man? Doesn't matter. They're playing Nick Claxton, who's a guy that they got like later in the draft. Well, Good Blake player. Griffin. Blake Griffin's playing and, center for them, and Blake plays. Like, it just doesn't really matter if you have those other guys. I don't. I don't. Why did you have to bring up the Nets, man? Like, I just, I want the Bucks to at least be competitive. Sorry, man. Not be beat by 50. I know. Tonight's a big night for the Bucks, And they're favored. That's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, Duncan Thor, if somehow the Thunder got one and five, kept Horford next season, and we had around, 20, around a 25 and 15 record, would you be interested in trading future assets to push for the playoffs if Cade looks like the real deal? Oh, uh, I mean, just ride it out for that season. The playoffs aren't the prior, primary priority at that point. Yeah, I agree. Just let it, just let your players develop. Let's see what's going on. Let's really learn more about the other guys. Because if you think that Shea and Kate are the real deal and you know what Dort is, you you still have so much to figure out with who's already on the roster today, even without thinking about who you draft at five or who you draft at... 35 or 
any, or, you know, maybe you make a trade and get another player. Like we just don't know who's on there. So I'm not, I would wait to push, push any chips in because you, I mean, I guess you trade future picks to get somebody else, but I also don't see, I, I, I think Horford probably gets dealt this summer. So I don't know that that happens. I still think the primary way they're going to build and the primary way they're be going to become a really good team is through the draft. So I think that's where like the focus needs to be, at least for now. Uh, Chalupa underscore Batman 23. If the Thunder did a rebrand, do you think they would change the color scheme like Milwaukee has with each rebrand? And what colors would you choose if you were going to change, if you were in charge of the rebrand? He personally likes the colors that they have just to make a better design. Yeah, I don't, I mean, they have, I think Alex was mentioning this, like seven or eight colors that are technically part of the design. The, mm-hmm. uh, I'm boring, man. Like my favorite color design maybe in the NBA is the Nets. Uh, yeah. Black and white. I'm, Why'd and you have that, to bring up the Nets, Jay? In uh, box, oh. <laughs> uh, but it is like, I don't. I, and I'll be honest, like I've always been, I'm the wrong person on the pod to talk about the rebranding because I'm like, oh, I don't really notice anything until somebody, <laughs> until Alex, we had this, we had this random night where everybody got into the, it's a feature on your Apple, <laughs> on your iPhone that mm-hmm. you can like draw little things with your fingers like, and it has, yeah. and Alex redrew a brand of the Thunder logo and all of a sudden yeah. it finally made sense when y'all made the Doritos references all the time. I was like, Oh, there it is. It's the little triangle thing. <laughs> really? It's the first time. Wow. Because it all came out of the conversation like how mad would somebody be if, you know, Kyrie stomped on the Thunder logo and, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, can you even mm-hmm. think of the logo or, you know, by memory? Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, that's awesome. But, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I mean, I, don't I, know. I mean, if you just did like even just like blue and yellow, like your like primary colors and you did some kind of rebrand. I always think the bison is always a good something to go off of. Like you could do a lot of cool stuff or just lightning bolts in general. Clouds. You, know, you can cloud. I mean, you could do something cool. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I do I, like, I, I like have not heard of anything like that happening. I, so I like the idea of, of using the bison. That'd be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, at J J the jet plane. 5639. If the Bucks had Lou Dort on their team, would it even make a difference? <laughs> I think yes. I think it would. Yes. Uh, why? Why am I talking about this? Here's here's I hope, Jan, I hope that this comes out tomorrow on Friday and that mm-hmm. I feel like an idiot for saying this. Is it crazy? There I think they're gonna get swept, man. Is, I mean, it's certainly possible. I, I would just, bet against it. I would bet against it. I but. mean, the thing for me that's insane is they've just made the Bucks offense look lost. Lost. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, mm-hmm. it just is, they, Giannis has become like pedestrian out there. It's strange. And the whole thing about the Nets was like, they're going to really struggle to protect the rim. And mm-hmm. I'm not even talking metrics, just watching it. It's It's unwatchable how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sometimes Hoops Talk 69 said this in the chat. He said that Giannis is one of the most overrated players in the league. And I I don't know if I would say that because I don't watch him enough, but watching him in the playoffs the last few years, I've been pretty under impressed. Yeah. It's understandable 
to feel that way. I don't know if I agree. Um, I actually, I, I, I don't know. He's very good. He's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, his offensive limitations sometimes. I'm just, it's just sure. And the free throw stuff. And there's just a lot of things that make me go, hmm, when I watch him play. And like I said, I admit, I confess, like I don't watch him enough to really make an accurate assessment of the course of the year uh, or the sure. course of his career. But just like watching him in the playoffs, I'm like, there's just some, I don't know, it just seems like a struggle. Like offense seems like a struggle to me with him. Yeah. I mean, when guys can't shoot, you can figure out ways to take them out of the game. Like same thing with Ben Simmons. Like every year in the playoffs, like it's easier to take those guys out of the game. But he's still a great player. Still two-time MVP. Great, great player. But yeah, he's got to break through in the playoffs somehow. And the truth is like he's playing against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I know that James Harden's out, but still like those two are probably, they're both probably better than anybody on the Bucks outside of, I mean, I would put KD over Giannis just because he can actually shoot the basketball. Yeah. That would you be know, just such then, a, that would be such a big deal for Giannis if he could shoot, if he could, I mean, 35% would be insane, you know, like it just changes everything. He's, he's really, for me, when I watch him play, he feel he, like he's a, a center that can dribble and penetrate really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which when he does, like there's some finishes he makes that are just unreal, but it, sometimes it just is, it feels so clunky, which may be a coaching thing. Like, I don't know if they would change bud, but it may be a coaching thing. We're not putting him in the greatest place to be successful in the playoffs, at least oh. like obviously he's two times MVP and like incredible, but it just gets real bogged down in the playoffs, at least in the Nets game. And then obviously watching the heat game last or the heat series in, in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of wonder if they would have just held on to their chips and not traded for Drew Holiday if they could have done that deal for James Harden. Right. I know that they haven't been best of buds through the years and that they've had some beef going back and forth through the years, but I think you could squash that beef pretty quick, and those those two would be formidable. Can you imagine a Giannis-Harden pick and roll? I mean, that would be... Yeah, unstoppable. So maybe it sick. is. I mean, maybe that's what uh, the tall shot is actually a friend of mine. He mentioned... Like some of it could also be running up against a bus, the bus saw that is the Nets going forward. And I agree with some of that. The thing is, is Harden being injured is one of the things that makes me like, I thought, hey, the Bucks have an advantage, like, should have an advantage because obviously it's mm-hmm. Kyrie and Kevin Durant, but then you get beyond the roster and it's pretty limited. And part of this, like, Blake Griffin, his first the game one, if it wasn't for Blake going absolutely insane, mm-hmm. the Bucks might have a shot to win that one, or at least they're staying in it quite, quite a bit later. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just really hoped with Drew Holiday coming on and, you know, even the whatever PJ Tucker is. Mm-hmm. I just was hoping for more out of the Bucks. And like part of that is a personal thing. Like I really would love for the Bucks to come back and win this series. It would be incredible. Uh, be great. They're just not be seeing great. the same production they were against the Heat, which some of that's to do with the Nets and some mm-hmm. of it may just be off nights. Like that's also a potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we learned, you know, the Dallas Clippers series. Like two games, it's not over. The series isn't right. over. Right. So we'll see. We will see. Okay. Uh, King of the Puddle says at the draft party, there will be a live Rocket Reddit stream. Should they fall to five? <laughs> I feel that could really add to the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. I could throw their Reddit page up on a screen or something. Can, can try to can figure you that imagine? out? It'd be, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I feel like it's. Like it's gonna jinx us. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, 12, 12 King days. of the Puddle also asks, with all the talk of Lillard being moved, which stars do you see realistically on the move this offseason? I mean, the Kemba thing feels pretty real. I don't know. The, oh, yeah. The Trailblazers. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. A lot of people are kind of on them for not making any moves in the past, but I just don't know what there was to do. Because uh, I think that they probably have looked at CJ McCollum trades and they're like, okay, great. Let's make a CJ McCollum trade. Well, what's there? Nothing that makes us better. Okay, right. well, then let's not trade him. I feel like... That's probably been the type of conversations that have happened through the years. So that's, I mean, that's, there's something there. Uh, and it, and it'll be every, intriguing to see what happens with the Clippers, like depending sure. on how the series goes with the Jazz, like are they going to do anything? I, I, my projection or prediction for them is they're probably going to stand pat, maybe try to add some peripheral pieces. Yeah, probably um, so. But, that would be the, that would, to me, that's the right move to do is to just try to run it back again. Uh, I think eventually. I just I don't think that team gets over the hump. Maybe they do. Maybe, well, they, owner, maybe they beat the Jazz and go to the finals. I don't know. Yeah, ownership doesn't seem to be the ki- kind of ownership that would just be okay with standing pat if you're not successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. But also, I don't know if you can upgrade. <laughs> I mean, they made all the moves they can. You know, they've used yeah. every asset possible to get the team they have. Right. Uh, yeah, nah, you know, asks, can you give us five buy low trade or free agent targets, reclamation projects, take a flyer on for reasonably cheap or not? We have cap space. This is outside of Andrew's in season wish for Mobamba. So you all mentioned, agents. you mentioned yeah. and shot down Lori Markinen. Yeah. I mean, he'd be a reclamation project. So I'm, I am pretty intrigued about the potential of a reclamation project with Porzingis. Yeah, definitely. I think that makes some sense. If you can get him via trade and marketing you, via trade too. What about Lonzo Ball? I don't know if he's a reclamation project. I think he kind of just is. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think more like talk about reclamation projects. I mean, if you can get Zach Collins and bring him in, a lot of oh, that's yeah. injury yeah. related. But perhaps OKC's staff could do something with him, and to me, that's that's definitely one that I would be interested in, just because I I I liked him at the draft. I think he's got a lot of potential. So th- that's one that I would take a shot at, and if he's not healthy, you know, 
you probably wouldn't give him anything longer than three years anyways. So that doesn't really matter. Uh, I've always been intrigued with Frank Nilakina. I don't think the you Knicks are going to pay him. And not necessarily that he's something that the Thunder need, but still, uh, to me, it's worth a look, certainly. In the same vein, what about uh, Dante Exum? Yeah, I mean, Dante Exum is going to be free agent. Again, struggle with injuries. It's kind of hard to know really what he is uh, as a pro. But yeah, I mean, long, athletic, can handle, not really much of a shooter. But yeah, I mean, why not? DJ Wilson, who is now with Houston, is a restricted free agent. Uh, guys like that, like nothing that's very, like, there's like true reclamation projects in that probably every name that I said, you're like not excited about. <laughs> right. So, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Malik yeah. Monk. Yeah. Dennis Smith has bounced around a lot, but still like lottery pick, uh, Isak Banga out of Washington. Scott Brooks just never played Isak Banga. Another non-shooter, which is why he didn't play. But to me, what about like a Harry? What about like a Harry Giles? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for somebody, if you're just like, yeah, we're we're done with Moses Brown, right? Like, sure, you know, if like, yeah, we've seen everything we need to see from Moses Brown. Then like, yeah, fine. Bring him in. Bring him in. Stay silent. Uh, Big Mike NZ says Kevin Knox. Sure. Sure. Presty loves that. That team loves that Kentucky team, anyways. We're going to collect them all. Hoopstock69 says Zach Collins is the worst. Has he ever even played? Poor guy, just keeps getting hurt, man. Yeah, Nate Sanders just said Jarrett Culver. I mean, I think that's. Yeah, Jarrett Culver's what, another what one. The Wolves want to do with him. Yep, that's a good one. And that's I, a good one. I'm maybe the only person on the pod, but I would take a shot on Bagley, too. That's what Hoopstock69 just said. Yeah. I I don't know if I would. There's just too much about too much off the court stuff that just makes you just like ugh. Like I don't know. No yeah. about that. Culver, I think you can get for very cheap. Yeah, I don't think the Wolves will have a lot. Want a lot out of that one? You can so. give the Wolves back their second rounder for this year that we got from the Warriors for Jared Culver. That might be too much, even. Really? They have back-to-back <laughs> yeah. picks. I know. It might be too much. Might be too much. Yikes. Uh, okay. Let's see. All right, rocket fire. Rocket fire. Here we go. Uh, what would a Mitch's trade to the Bulls look like? Anything on Chicago you want? We don't even know contract details with Mitch, do we? I guess it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, it doesn't really matter that much. You think they would give us Patrick Williams? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what what on their roster do you like outside? Like the marketing thing is, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. There's not really a lot there, to be honest. Yeah, I'm like looking up their roster right now, and I'm like, oh. I I would rather have a future pick than anything they have on there. Really. I don't, man. I I know I'm probably super short sighted for this, but like, why not give that dude a shot? Like Midget, like see what he if. Oh, I would. I would rather. I would rather have him on the roster. Okay. All right. I just don't know. I just don't know if that's what his agent wants, which is the could be the holdup. 
Uh, let's see. Hypoth- okay, Jizo 100. Hypothetical moral question. If Adam Silver came to you and said that he was prepared to cheat and rig the lottery so the Thunder got the first and fifth picks and no one would find out, he just needed you to give the okay, would you do it? What? Like, I just couldn't tell anybody that it was rigged, but he told me. All you have to do is say it's okay. Go for it. Rig it. Okay, this is like a real deep integrity question. It is. It's a moral question. That's what he said. So I'll let you answer it since uh, I'm supposed to say no. I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Gosh, it's just, it's, it hangs heavy, doesn't it? Ah. No, I mean, I would it, say yes because all the other lotteries have been rigged anyway. Thank you, exactly. LeBron so, got Cleveland. Come on, this is all this is all rigged anyways. So why don't we rig it? Zion, Zion going to the Pelicans the year that they lose Anthony Davis. Yeah, come on, Adam. <laughs> uh, would you rather have two and five or three and four? Oh. <laughs> this question in perpetuity until next <laughs> in two Tuesdays. Uh, so would you say two and four or three and five? What was the question? Two and two and five or three and four. Give me two and five. Give me two and five. Nah, I take three and four. I want the choice. I want the choice. I, want, I, I understand, want, but I, think, I want my guy. I, I think for guy. you, my bet is one, two's Cade Mobley. Which means you could have Jalen Green and if that's Jordan true, Todd. if that's true, then I would take three and four. If that's true, then I would take three and four. If if Mobley for sure goes two, I would take three and four. I don't want Mobley. Is that an unpopular opinion? It's not that I wouldn't say I don't want him. I just wouldn't take him at two. That's all. Yeah, I want I want him, just not at two. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Um, let's see. Curious underscore bear underscore 55. Do you think Presty talks to players the way he talks to the media? If so, which present or former player would you most want to watch have a conversation with Presty? I can't help but imagine McGarry pondering development is a process, not an event. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't uh, imagine. Good. I can't imagine that he doesn't talk like that to them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's sure why he talks all casual. the time. It's hard to know. It's hard to know if he is. It is hard to <laughs> but, know. But it's a really funny, yeah. really funny question. Um, okay, let's rapid fire as many of these as we can. We're going to keep this a little bit short today. Uh, if the Rockets get the number one pick, would they trade it to get all their stuff back? Okay, C's plus our 2021 picks. Would OKC do it? Would it matter if OKC took Waller-Gordon as well? I feel like Houston is the only team that would realistically part with the number one pick. That's really interesting. You just call them and say, hey, we'll give you all your stuff back. And you can have four. You know, we we have four. And, you know, you can have it. You can have all your stuff back. Maybe. Maybe they would. Probably not. I think no. they'll probably just say, yeah, we have to actually have I mean, the number one pick gets traded like once in a lifetime kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miguel Devella asked about Chris Epps Porzingis. Would you take a flyer on him? If it's possible, sure. If they get the guy they want in the draft, sure. 
Um, let's see, lots of would you rather have this pick or that pick? Would you rather have this or that? Uh, in Stinson says, Hey guys, longtime fan of the pod, so happy for your success. Number one, if we got one of the top guards in the draft, would you rather see them pursue a trade for OG or Siakam, uh, pursue a trade for Sabonis, or look for another trade, uh, or try to be bad for another year? I would try to be bad for another year. Yeah, what about you, Jay? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not going to try to be bad. They're going to play the guys they have, but probably by by just the reality of the rosters, they will be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis, Robbie, if the Thunder got the number one pick, what players would you be willing to trade Shea for and that pick for? Shea and that pick for. Oh, gosh. Is there anybody that you would trade Shea and the number one pick for? From this year? Mm-hmm. No. Well, like, like in the I, NBA, let's say oh, the Thunder okay, had yeah. number and like you could trade. Sure, like, Doncic, Zion Williams, Williamson. Yeah, Z- would, oh, you, that's, would you trade Luca? Yeah. You would do <laughs> I it just for trailed Luka? Off. I just trailed off of this. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just think Luca is like. I think there's problems. Like I, I kind of sent this in a text thread. I think the Mavericks have to do a, a way better job of creating a roster around Luca. I mean, that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not earth shattered. Wow, Jay, first person uh, to ever say that. But I do think that there is, there's just some, there's some limitations with the roster that is centered around Luca. He reminds me a ton of Harden. But I think yeah. he's. I mean, if you if you could get a James Harden for a pick and a guy that you know. A guy that you don't know and a guy that you know, like I think you do that nine times out of ten. Um yeah. Luca's three years in, man, and he's gonna continue to grow. I just I mean, yeah. Luca, Zion Williamson, and then I would not do it for Zion. Oh man. I'd have to really I'd have to really think hard about it for Luca. Are you are you that high on Shea or are you that high on the draft? I'm that pick? high on I'm that high on Shea. Well, that's good. I mean, I'd like Shea, but I think Alex is the one that said it the last time we you were on the pod is like both of those guys are doing things you've rarely ever seen before. And Shea's yeah. just not there yet. Yeah. I just think like the combination of Shea plus a high draft pick. I don't know. Yeah, that's valid. That is valid. I, yeah, I didn't think I didn't really take the because Dallas is proving like you still need more than just yeah. Luca. You know. Yeah. And he's not. And then, you, then you have to like really hope that Poku becomes something. Yeah. And the other thing is, you're still depending on like how magnetic is Doncic as a player. Like, is he going to be able to draw people to Oklahoma City to play with him? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Do I trust mm-hmm. Sam to be able to create something around him? Sure, but that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, it still kind of limits it. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good call. Uh, hefty underscore complex underscore nine six one zero. If you had to put on your GM cap, what would be a realistic trade for Colin Sexton. Heard he's on the market and could be good to pair with Shea, especially if you can land. I don't want Colin Sexton. Or Kaminga. Me neither. D-F-M-R. D-F-R-M-R. Sorry. Uh, make, uh, John Col- make, make John Collins an offer? No. Uh, exact Warlord. If we get the second and the fifth picks, who would you take? Personally, I like the idea of Mobley and Barnes, defensive front court. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I like the idea of Scotty Barnes. Two and five, you're going to skip either Kaminga, Green. It would be hard for me if Kaminga is there not to 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 pull the trigger on him. 
I don't know if I take Scotty Barnes over Kaminga, but just the physicality of Kaminga is just incredible. And I follow one of the shooting coaches on Instagram and he mm-hmm. uh, showing just clips, you know, and it's clips of highlights and gems, which, you know, you can take or leave most of that. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously working on the shooting and physically he is absolutely what you want. He may be 30 years old. Yeah. We don't know. That is a rumor. <laughs> but if he is around what we think he I is, know, so weird. I think it's, uh, I think, I don't know. It'd be hard to pass up on him for a guy like Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I would take Suggs and Kaminga. I mean, you're pretty ready. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Law, our last question. Uh, In your opinion, where does SGA land in terms of the best players in the league in the next five years? Top 20, top 10? I personally think he'll be a top 10 guy in the league in Mm -hmm. a few years. I mean, top 10 is hard. Uh, like if you just really? went through the list of who's top 10 right now, you're talking like the best of the best. Um, I think Shea could be top 15. Like, I don't think it's crazy to think that he's, I mean, easily top 20. Yeah. Uh, there are moments in the season so. watching him where I just like, you step back and you're like, this dude is a legit superstar potential. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which goes back to me, like trading him with the number one pick for somebody anyway, but he's amazing he's definitely a top 10 player yeah well the thing is though i mean it's not what you said is not invalid because luca is likely going to be a top three player in this league for a long time and so the difference between the 12th best player in the league and the third best player in the league is yeah typically huge there's a gulf there between those two so it's not invalid to say to say that um and maybe my answer was a dumb answer that I'd rather have the idea of both of those guys, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's, you know, Sam and his staff have a really difficult job to do and, you know, figuring out who these guys are making the right decisions. Uh, it's not easy. There's nothing that's set in stone with any of these guys. So, but yeah, I think Shay's really good. I think he's better than anybody expected. So, yeah, that's... wait till you all see Poku come back next year, and he's going to be ripped. He's yep. going to be dunking on everybody. Gosh, I can't wait to watch Poku play basketball again. It's going to be so great. Gosh, I hope he plays in summer league. He's got to play in summer league, right? Yeah, absolutely. said he's back. I bet you he's already back here hooping, which is really fun to think about. Uh, all right, that'll be it for today. Thanks for joining. This will be our fry pod. So enjoy it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.